if I hadn't have taken that extra step of faith, um, I wouldn't have the friend I have today. You know, he's a Christian. He's a Christian kid. You know, he loves Jesus. He has his own church, but he really loves Jesus. You know, he lives a pure life and he he motivates me, you know, not to live just the average life, but to live the life for God, you know, not to not to try to fit in with the world, but, you know, to try to be a part of God's kingdom. And what I want to say with that is just like that was an opportunity, you know, and before I've, I've probably missed opportunities like that in the past. But, you know, just stepping out in that faith, God's going to like reward you for what you do. back everybody to the lighted up podcast i'm your host wyatt taylor today with us we have our co-host rafael alvarez hey guys how you doing and our guest today isaiah gash hey what's up <laughs> so those of you that remember isaiah is all the way back from season one episode three it's a very long time ago actually conveniently 50 episodes apart and so we're in the midst of throwback month for those of you that are confused why we're having old guests back on, we're having some old guests back on just to bring them back, show them what we've done with the podcast, show them how much it's changed, and just have a great time talking about the things of God. Um, but for these next few weeks, we're going to have a few uh, new guests on. We're going to have to hold Throwback Month for a little bit just because of scheduling and the way things are working. And then um, I think we're going to have one guest and then another's going to be like a few weeks later. So it's going to be kind of split up, but throwback month is still a thing. And um, we're going to have a great time today. Today, we're going to be talking about um, Christian living in worldly schools, otherwise known as Christianity amidst humanity. So we're going to be talking about the way you live in your school, the way you live daily life, um, how to be the greatest influence as a Christian, uh, making sure you're taking uh, charge of the opportunities God is giving you. You're living pure and you're choosing the right influences. And for your homeschooled kids, don't click off. We have some things for you. I have been part of public and homeschool, so I have some things I want to talk to you guys about. Same with Isaiah, actually. So we have a few things we want to say. So homeschoolers and public schoolers alike, stay on and we're going to have a great time. But before we get started, Isaiah is going to give a short testimony of how he came to Christ. Yeah, so first off, I just want to say big shout out, big thank you to Wyatt for Raphael. Uh, yeah. These guys are awesome for what they do, putting this podcast together. But uh, yeah, my testimony. So I was raised as a church kid, you know, as many, you know, many, probably many of the audience are, you know, raised in church. And going throughout my life, my dad was a pastor ever since like the youngest age I could remember. And, um, you know, I would just go to church. I was just going through the motions. And uh it was never like God never, you know, I felt like God never made himself real to me, you know, so I was really, I was religious, you know, I was a religious church kid. I would just go to the services, you know, sing the songs as we all do, you know, from time to time. And um, things didn't really start to go south until I got into public school. And what started to happen is, you know, I would be one way at school, a completely different way at my church, you know, at my church, I would be holy, you know, I'd be with my family, you know, a good Christian kid. 
And then at school, I'd be a completely different person, you know, like almost not, not even recognizable. And uh, I was actually, we showed a video in my church and it was just a video of missionaries. Some of you may have seen it. It's the world evangelism video they show at conferences. Yeah. And this, this video, like it really just touched my heart, which is funny because I've seen it a million times at this point, but <laughs> just for some reason I saw this video and I was like, looked at my life. I was like, dude, I'm a messed up person. Like, here's these people, like they put their entire lives down. Right. You know? And I was just thinking about the people like who I know who like have come out of a rough lifestyle of drugs, you know, they didn't have the opportunity I had to be able to be raised in church and yet they're serving God and I'm not. And I knew that, you know, I knew if I was to die, I would, I would, I wouldn't be making heaven my home. And that just really scared me like from the inside out, terrified me. And uh, it was at that night, you know, that decision I made, like, God, I'm going to serve you with the rest of my life, whatever you want, you know, it's all yours. And uh, it's been a journey ever since then. That was about three or four years ago. And, you know, I've just, ever since those three and four years, you know, I've fallen a couple of times, you know, but grown, grown closer to God each and every time. And uh, yeah, if you're a church kid out there, just want to say like, you know, if you're not already saved, just get it right. Go fully in for God, you know, no matter what your friends are going to say, you know, forget about your friends. Because eternity is way more important. Yep. And Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Preach, brother. <laughs> and um, Isaiah has turned um, to a music ministry. Um, he produces music. Um, although he has like one song on Spotify that I play like billions of times. I'm probably like half the streams he has. Um, <laughs> he has... Um, a few bits of music, and he even has an Instagram where he'll post occasionally his uh, his works, what he's been doing, uh, some little snippets of what he's working on. So if you want to check that out, if you're interested in that, we'll link everything down below, his Instagram, his YouTube, and his Spotify page. And, um, yeah, hook up with him. He's a really cool guy and knows a lot about that. So we're going to jump into our topic today. We're going to start off by talking about opportunity. When I was discussing with Isaiah what he wanted to talk about, he talked specifically about opportunity in school. So I would like Isaiah to kind of start us off before Raphael adds some things. I would like Isaiah just kind of start off. What do you, when you look at opportunity, what do you think in at least in school and our daily lives? Yeah, definitely. So for those who don't know me, you know, just a little bit of context. Um, I was raised in Vancouver, Washington. You know, I started out public school and then when COVID hit, I kind of went to homeschool. So I've seen both sides of the spectrum. Right now, I'm currently in public school again. But now I live in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, we made a change. So, you know, I've, I've, I've been to different schools. I've been homeschooled. So I've, I've seen, you know, like a lot of different environments. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about on this podcast is opportunity. Because, like, what I learned, you know, over the years of going outreaching and street preaching, and being at school, you know, I, I was always, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, you know, even if they don't get it, but, you know, you'll be like street preaching and you, you see someone that you think you recognize and there's like a, a fear that goes through your heart, you know, mm -hmm. especially when you're not like a hundred percent, you're not a hundred percent saved, you know, but you could, you know, we put on a front sometimes, but I've definitely experienced that personally where. I was afraid like of someone recognizing me in school, but just coming to Massachusetts, you know, it's been like a whole, a whole game changer really for, um, for that. I live in a really, 
small town actually just outside of Boston. And, you know, I see I see my friends from school all the time, you know, while I'm handing out flyers and preaching and just really something God grew inside of me was like a boldness. And uh, it's funny. I want to tell a quick story, if that's OK. Um, oh, yeah. Go first, ahead. So we were outreaching at a train station, right? It was a Thursday night. We're just handing off some flyers. We were doing some, playing some music and handing out flyers as people are getting on and off the train. And one of the brothers from the church named Derek, he came, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, I, I met this guy from your school. His name is Joe. And I was like, OK. So I went up to him and I started talking to him. He had just got off a just got out of a soccer game. He was on his way home. Anyways, I started talking to this guy and um, I found out he's a Christian which is like, uh, you know, I didn't know there was any Christians in my school, you know, like I, you know, obviously there's people who claim to be Christians, but this kid, uh, you know, he was telling me a little bit about his life and like about his testimony. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty, pretty awesome. And what I had been praying for is that God would give me friends like that would have a good influence in my life. Because, you know, previously, you know, in my unsaved days, I've had friends, you know, that were really bad influence in my life and just didn't leave me anywhere, you know, near God. And so I prayed, you know, I asked God for that and it took a little bit of time, but you know, if I hadn't have been like, I told him my testimony, which is the reason why he like told me he's a Christian. If I hadn't have taken that extra step of faith, um, I wouldn't have the friend I have today. You know, he's a Christian, he's a Christian kid. You know, he loves Jesus. He has his own church, but he really loves Jesus. You know, he lives a pure life and he, he motivates me, you know, not to live just the average life, but to live the life for God, you know, not to, not to try to fit in with the world, but, you know, to try to be a part of God's kingdom. And what I want to say with that is just like, that was an opportunity, you know, and before I've, I've probably missed opportunities like that in the past, but, you know, just stepping out in that faith, God's going to like reward you for what you do. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, if you guys have something to say. Yeah, I had uh, something I wanted to add. Recently, I've uh, been back to public school after uh, being homeschooled for uh, a few years. And it's very interesting coming back. I mean, the, the last time I was in public school, I, I was saved. It was it was like an odd, like I was wishy-washy kind of thing. Um, and, cause, and the difference now is I'm very passionate about the things of Christ. Um, the difference now is I want to I want to tell everyone about Jesus Christ, and so it's very interesting when I feel God wants me to witness to someone, because you know you're just like yeah 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 I, mean, I, I can witness to them right whatever. Then sometimes it's like do I though like I'm just trying to eat bro I'm I'm stinging hungry. The teacher is going on for hours, but it's interesting. Because when I started to feel that, I've felt it a majority of times. Um, just like witness to that person or like tell him, invite him, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because like the first few times that I've done it, it, it was weird. Like I, it was this weird resistance. The first kid was a Catholic. I had like a 30-minute conversation with him about whatever, trying to tell me, you know, it's not religion, man. It's a relationship. It's Jesus. and he doesn't really care. And then I'm like, why would you want me to witness to him? And so I feel it again. And I walk out of class. There's a kid sitting outside. Uh, and then I walk by. And then, you know, I just feel like, go witness to him. So, like, I'm like, fine. And so I pretty much walk around the, the, 
the whole building again to go back to meet this kid. And he's a Catholic too. So like, what's up? Like, why, like, why can I land a good witness? The third time I feel it, I run into this kid who's grown up in church for seven years and like, he had a rebellious spirit. Like it was kind of scary, but this kid does not believe in God. He doesn't believe in anything. He hates God. He doesn't, he doesn't want anything to do with God. And I'm witnessing to him and I'm just wondering like, God, why, why is it you have me witnessing to these people when I met with so much resistance? And it's interesting because over the next few days, as I began to read more, as I began to get more into it and start ironically reading about that, I've realized that you listen to the Holy Spirit. Once you listen, it is no longer your job. You don't have to worry about it because what happens when you listen is God takes control of that situation. He automatically takes responsibility of the actions you've already done. So I don't know what's happening in those people's lives. I don't know what God can be doing in their lives. I'll pray for them. I'll pray God make yourself. But God knows what he's doing. God had you witness to them for a reason. And so God takes responsibility ever since you listen. So it's once you listen that's when God's able to take over. So when we talk about opportunity, we talk about not missing what God wants you to do because we're talking eternity. We're talking heaven and hell here. You know, it's more than just witnessing to people. It's more than that. It's eternity and it's that's, life and death. That's yeah. so true, dude. That's so, so true. Because like, to be honest, I had the exact same encounter. as was like, God, go, go uh, Rafa, go speak to them. I'm like, okay, I'll go do it. And then the same, like, pastor, like, pushed like back. resistance. <laughs> but the thing was, was after the second or third time, I was like, these people are not going to get safe. Like, that was like, like, I know it was like, oh, you're a Christian. You're supposed to always, oh, um, God's going to move. It's on God's going to do it. But that was the thing I had to go through was my mindset. The devil, I just fed into that lie of the devil lying to me and saying they're not going to get safe. It doesn't matter if you witness them 700 times, they're not going to get it. If you tell them the vitamin church, you do all this stuff, they're not going to get it. And that was something that I like kind of pushed onto myself was they're not going to get saved. So what's the point of me going to witness them? I'm not trying to like knock them down because that was a terrible thing for me to do because there was so many opportunities that I'm looking at back now when I was a sophomore or junior that I look back and I'm like, that was stupid of me. Why would I think this? How? Why would I let the devil lie to me to to be scared to go talk to someone or 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 thinking that I have that like I'm so good at talking to someone I could get them saved because mm-hmm. and then it, that was the thing it was like my mindset was like oh I'm gonna go witness someone like you go to uh, go to outreach like people are getting saved and all that like I could do that in my school <laughs> and yeah. it never happens so I was like God what's happening is it me <laughs> yeah and uh, <laughs> recently that's when like was it like maybe when it came back from boot camp and all that was like something that God was like putting into me. It was like, like what you said, like give it to God, the Holy spirit. That was not our job to get people safe. We can't make someone and make someone go to church and make someone get saved. At the end of the day, we're just called to go walk, talk to them. At the end of the day, we're just there to, to go and plant a seed or water the, the seed and, and all that. Not all the time. We're going to be able to get a harvest. Sometimes we're just going to do the bare minimum and get it done. Not the bare minimum, but like, you know, get what God's called for you to do for that season. Yeah. Once we listen, God's able to work. 
That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I had a similar encounter one time, you know, at the same train station, actually. And, uh, <laughs> you know, two kids from my school. And, uh, you know, God, God told me, like, hey, you know, these kids are from your school. You got to witness to them. And, you know, I, I just did it. I was I was playing the drums. I was playing the box drum. You know, we were playing music. And I was like, man, I don't want to, you know, I could have gotten up, you know, no one would have cared. But I made an excuse in my head. And someone else ended up witnessing to them. And they both prayed. And these are kids huh. I would have never thought would have prayed for salvation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't say they're, you know, they're, I wouldn't say they're probably living the saved life right now. But the seed has been planted in their lives, you know. And, uh, you know, if I see these kids around, I'm definitely going to pursue that. Yeah, and something I tell people is God's not going to let them forget. Yeah. Once you tell someone, they are never going to forget. The, I, I talked to um, a few friends uh, about 180 and uh, the music ministry they do. I tell them, when you remake the songs that have millions of streams that are recognizable in a second, when you rewrite those songs, what happens is people will listen to them and now they are scarred for life because of what you did to that song. What, like Maybe it's their favorite song in the world. Every time they listen, what they're going to think of is not what they used to think of. We're gonna, they're going to think about what, oh, that one band that like made into a Christian song. Like God won't let them forget. God, God is never, God's a jealous guy, man. He, he's not going to let him forget. Once you tell these people about Jesus, God will not let them forget. Once you convict them, conviction is like, you, can, you can't forget conviction, man. That's one of the, you can never forget conviction. Like It is present. It sucks being in the midst of conviction. And that's why conviction is the way it is. Because it is meant for you to change. And so I say that just to say, you do your part, God will do the rest. God won't let them forget. So even if God tells you to do something and you say something minimum, if you just invite them, you just give them a flyer, the seed's planted and God does not let them forget. Um, So yeah. And another thing is divine appointments. I mean, it's very, very interesting the amount of stories you, we can go on and on for for however long talking about divine appointments. You know, I talked to this man. He was on the plane. It was like his last time and blah, blah, blah. One that stands out in particular to me because it involves witnessing is my father witnessed to a young lady who was struggling in her marriage. She had three children. My dad simply gave her a flyer and invited her out to church. She got saved lived for the rest of her life saved those three kids grew up in church all got saved eventually made billions of babies they literally she literally has like 24 grandkids from these three people and all of these grandkids have grown up in a christian home they are all saved living righteous and serving in ministry and it's amazing like that one flyer that my dad gave that one flyer that impacted oh, so many lives. The amount of people that these that this family has witnessed to is incredible. The impact they've made in their churches, in their ministry. So it's amazing what God will do when you simply listen. And it's amazing what can happen from just the the little amount of obedience that you give to God sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. God will use that. 
to create mm. big and great things. Um, that's that's all I have to say on opportunity. If you guys have anything else you want to add, feel free. Um, the funny thing is, bro. So there was a there was a time when I first got saved when I was, when I uh, got into I started a club in my school and all that. When I was like, I, when I was a, I was so stupid on file and all that, bro. And there was this kid who he was in the every single time when I'm like when I think about like the when I was a sophomore junior and I'm like oh the people I didn't reach like I see this kid I'm like I'm thinking about him every single time he's he doesn't he doesn't come to church he doesn't it doesn't look like it and all that and uh but I could tell God's moving in his life or something and uh um he the funny thing is he made a bracelet bro to God really? loves you yeah and i was i was thinking about it right now and i put my arm up and i was just like yeah i could tell that like god's moving like mm-hmm. that was one of the things that like another person like another thing that was in my mind is like oh he's not the person that i'm telling about jesus and all that and he, he's not coming to torture me or or and all that and but slowly it's like no god's moving in this man's life yeah. if i if i see it or not it's moving the little carrier, like the little things are moving around to, to, to make it into the where it is now. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get it. I get point it. blank is, it wasn't my job to see him safe. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe one day I'll be able to see him and he'll be on fire for God, born again. But my job was just to plant a seed or just to water that seed. And I'm still gonna pray for that man. I'm still gonna still gonna keep on uh, witnessing this man still, because I know God's gonna move. It's not up to me. Like Wyatt says, God's word never goes void. Oh, yeah. not well, Wyatt says, but the Bible says yeah. that. <laughs> but what's basically that, bro, what but basically translated to the the Bible says it yeah. says that. And all words will always come void. We always say, "Oh, I would do that later." We never do it later. <laughs> so it just shows how much God's words are more than than our own words. Excuses like are lies wrapped up in reason. Wow. That's a little, <laughs> Dang, that. that's a little bit deep. Dang. That's pretty deep. I read that and I was blown away. I that's read that right. a few days ago. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've heard it. You guys may have heard it said before, but the mustard seed is actually the smallest seed in existence. And that is the reference Jesus uses in regards to our faith. And, you know, it could be looked at as faith. You know, you plant the seed of faith. God, I believe you're going to do this and it grows into a tree. But I also see it in every single spiritual aspect there is because I see like a simple Jesus loves you is like like literally three words change a person's life i know someone whose life was changed by jesus loves you that one phrase she's a pastor's wife now has been pastor she pastored with her husband for like 20 years in africa she's pastoring with her husband right now and i'm telling you those three words changed her life her friend just repeated it repeated it kept going kept saying this jesus loves you and every single day jesus loves you and here she is I couldn't tell you the amount of years later, but here she is serving God and saving souls, doing the exact same things. 
So it's sometimes no, don't go to an outreach and just sorry, just don't go no, to an outreach and just start saying I love you to everybody. Oh, Jesus loves you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. way to end a conversation, though. That's what I <laughs> that's what I do say to people when they're like, "I'm good, man." I just say, "Hey, man, Jesus loves you." Exactly. You just way. gotta leave them with it, bro. Because yeah. They're like, oh, geez, he's not going to say, you know, come to my church. He's just going to say Jesus loves you. Yeah, I know. And it's interesting because what I've learned recently in witnessing, this is kind of going less less from opportunity, more towards witnessing strategies. But what I've noticed is that when I started having more of a mindset, and Raphael was talking about this earlier too, less of like, I want to get this soul saved. I'm going to pray with him. You know, I'm going to get him to pray. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. And so I realized that what happens is sometimes we are so wrapped up in the rules and the statistics and the, and the Bible and the verses, which, which is all like, it's all good. I'm not saying not to you. But what I found is sometimes for certain people, when you tell them the reason I'm telling you is because it's what happened to me that immediately changes the conversation because what happens is now you're talking about real life. We live in a generation that is surrounded by scams, uh, false realities, so many things that people cannot trust, that people won't believe a word you say sometimes, no matter where it's written, no matter who says it, no matter what you, it, it, it matters about what you saw. It matters about what you saw. It matters about what actually happened. So what happens sometimes is when you talk to them, you tell them, but I know this is what happened to me. This is the life change that I experienced. When you connect it to them on a personal level, that's when the conversation changes. And that's when sometimes people are more willing to accept what you're saying, because now you're saying it's true. It's real. It worked for me. It can work for you. And so it, sometimes that's the only thing you, can, you connect it to them rather than, you know, making God seem like a deity in the sky. I say this all the time. I feel like God is not some deity in the sky. He's a very real being that loves you so much, enough that he went on the cross to die for you, mm. and so much that he would do it again. And so you create this sense of like, you take it from religion to relationship. You take it from a place of like, you have to be holy, you have to do this, and then you bring it down to a place of, no, he just wants you as his daughter, as his son, because he and he cares for you. And when you take it there, that's when people open up the most sometimes. But anyway, that's kind of off track. Um, <laughs> so we're at- <laughs> Okay, you guys, that's going to do it for us. Make sure you join us next week for another Art with Isaiah Gash, our great friend from episode three. If you guys want to stay tuned, stay connected, make sure you follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Turn the notifications on. whatnot to stay connected. Make sure you join our group channel. Our group channel is receiving a lot of exclusive content. A few weeks ago, they actually got early access to merch. So you guys definitely want to be involved in that. And uh, get your own merch if you want. Remember, the little slip you guys get, you guys get an exclusive video with some pretty cool perks. There have been a few of you who've received merch, who've received the little slip and you guys have been joining and watching and so it's super exciting to see but want to be part of the exclusive group that gets some merch uh, yeah join subscribe follow we'll see you guys in the next one peace
All right, guys. So thanks for watching the podcast. I'm glad we were able to uh, chat for a little bit. I just want to real quick give an opportunity for those who, you know, may not be right with God. Maybe you know that you're living in sin or maybe you're a church kid who's backslidden, you know, and you've fallen away from God. You once have had a relationship, but at this point you don't. just want to give a quick opportunity. We talked a lot about purity, a lot about holiness, you know, living for Jesus in these episodes. And I just want to say that if you're not saved, it's not a situation that you can be living in. You know, there's only there's only two ways that this world, this life can end. That's either heaven or hell. That's straight from the Bible. So I just want to give an opportunity real quick. You know, maybe you've accepted Jesus before. Maybe you haven't. But right now, if you want to make that decision that you're just going to live for God and you're going to give your life to God into God's hands, you just say this quick and simple prayer with me. Let's just repeat after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins. I know I'm a sinner. I know I've sinned against you. I ask that you would come into my heart and make me a new creation. I want to live the rest of my life for you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, I want to just tell you right now, like, you know, God heard your prayer. He hears every prayer that we pray. And he's going to he's gonna forgive you of your sins. And, you know, you can have that assurance that you're going to be able to live a life with him in heaven. So uh, definitely, you know, get in touch with God, you know. Uh, thanks for watching the podcast. Make sure to subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell. See you guys.